Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. Greetings, everyone. Sunday morning in Colorado Springs means another edition of Tea to Green, the golf show. I'm Jerry Buttenhoff from the Broadmoor Resort, which will be the home of the 2018 U.S. Senior Open as part of the Broadmoor's centennial anniversary celebration. The resort will be 100 years old in 2018. Everybody in the area here looking for a lot of fun things um, going on that year here in Colorado Springs. As I've been... uh, Missing in action for a couple of weeks. I hope you all had a wonderful Thanksgiving and, of course, wish everyone the best for this coming holiday season. It is the food season, you know, so all is good. Uh, today on the show, we'll get a year-end review of the PGA season from our friend Garrett Johnston, who covers the tour for multiple media outlets. Garrett is a regular on our show, and he... Uh, Uh, tends to give us more about the personalities of the players and not just the results, which is always refreshing. So Garrett Johnston uh, up on the show here in about 20 minutes or so. And then uh, we'll also today go into the Tita Green vault for a uh, a rerun, if you will, of an interview we did with baseball all-star Bobby Gritch, a talk that we had uh, some years back at a tournament here in Colorado uh, near the Vail Beaver Creek area. Had a good old time uh, with uh, Bobby, and uh, he and his partners actually won the tournament uh, later that uh, weekend also after we uh, spoke with him. So uh, look at the past here today on Tita Green. Also all sorts of other fun things. Stay with us. Be right back. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at 7. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. You can always find information about the show on our website, t2greenradio.com. We're on Facebook and Twitter. Without aging myself too much, we're like Savoir Fair. We're everywhere. Coming right back. Stay with us. We're worldwide on American Forces, coast to coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. 
Hey there, did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 Auto Insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-758-0725. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-758-0725. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-758-0725. That's 800-758-0725. Once more, 800-758-0725. We'd like to call it Destination Listening for Dedicated Golfers, Tita Green, the golf show every Sunday morning right here via the Sports Byline Network. I'm Jerry Butenhoff coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. Today on the show, Garrett Johnston coming up in our next segment uh, to uh, review the uh, 2016 PGA season. And then uh, at the uh, tail end of the show, we're going to have a rerun of a chat we had with baseball all-star Bobby Gritch that we did a few years ago at a tournament here in Colorado. Uh, I've been out for a couple weeks um, uh, don't uh, on a nice little road trip, a little story time here. Uh, made a two-week uh, jaunt out to Los Angeles and Phoenix and got to spend some wonderful uh, days with some old college friends and some other friends that I know in both areas. Um, uh, those of you who uh, listen to the show uh, more than once uh, or so uh, know that I am a UCLA Bruin and uh, got to take in a couple of the sporting events out there. Uh, went to a basketball game a couple Sundays ago at the uh, refurbished Pauley Pavilion, which is wonderful. Uh, certainly much more roomy uh, than it was before. Uh, the old, original version, it was kind of tough to walk around in the corridor without ramming into everybody's elbows all the time but uh, new new addition quite nice uh, slightly larger as far as the capacity and everything goes they've got a really nice uh, John Wooden area display there uh, with his pyramid of success and some of the other things that he was involved with and and uh, a nice tribute to to the uh, famous coach uh, winner of 10 national championships as a coach in a 12-year period of course and then um 
so that that was fun. And then they've got a uh, a new uh, sports hall of fame that was uh, not open yet the last time I was in Los Angeles, which is also quite wonderful if you're a UCLA fan. Um, all 113 of their national championship trophies are sitting in one room in that area, and uh, it's quite impressive, I must say. A lot of history. Uh, the school, the most successful in NCAA history as far as number of championships won. Um, not included in that, uh, it would be some of the women's titles that they won before the NCAA took over. A lot of volleyball uh, championships, especially from the women's side, uh, are not included in that total, but um, very much fun out there. I, uh, I went to the uh, UCLA-USC football game, uh, which was not a good result uh, for my boys uh, on the 19th. But, uh, interesting little tidbit from there, I uh, took my friends uh, Bill, Rhonda, and Erica to the game, and uh, Rhonda kind of went off and uh, sauntered around by herself for a little bit. And that, as it turned out, they had a silent auction going on outside the Rose Bowl that night, and I do not know um, what uh, the benefit of that were, but my friend Rhonda put in a bid for a signed UCLA helmet that was worn by UCLA and College Football Hall of Fame safety Kenny Easley, who of course went on to a stellar career in the NFL with Seattle, and uh, my friend Rhonda won the bid, and so uh, sometime in the next week or so, I guess, um, this helmet is going to show up at her door. Yeah, uh, she lives in Lakewood, California, just north of Long Beach there. So that was kind of a neat little story that came out of that night that uh, I just found out about um, talking to her on the phone a couple days ago. So, so uh, thanks to my to those three friends, uh, my friends Steve and Chris, and uh, Kim and a bunch of the other people that I uh, Frank and Jim uh, that I some of these people I hadn't seen in 25 years since I left Los Angeles for Colorado. Uh, some of the others I had seen a little more recently than that, but uh, had a splendid time in Los Angeles and uh, Phoenix uh, on that trip. Uh, Phoenix for the Thanksgiving weekend with some friends there. And um, also went to a uh, Los Angeles Kings game against the Islanders uh, the night before Thanksgiving at the Staples Center in downtown Los Angeles. And I must say, I was quite impressed with what downtown L.A. has done around that area where the Staples Center and the new convention center that went up about the same time. Uh, boy, they have really dressed up. Uh, it would kind of be on the southwest corner of the downtown Los Angeles area where those two things are located. And uh, really dressed up nicely. A lot of nice restaurants. A couple of them a little pricey. Uh, but uh, certainly a nice little area. Uh, not too bad getting in and out of there if you kind of know... Uh, where to go and where some of the best places to park might be. I got a little tip from a couple of my friends on that. And uh, they've also set up, uh, it wasn't ready quite then yet, but they have, uh, uh, similar to the uh, uh, Rockefeller Center area in Manhattan, set up an ice skating rink with a Christmas tree in the middle of it uh, near the Staples Center downtown there. So I'm, uh, I would guess that that is uh, available now for, uh, for people that want to go downtown Los Angeles uh, between now and New Year's probably. And uh, very nice the way they did a lot of things. Uh, there's a couple new theaters uh, 
both movie theaters and performing arts theaters that have sprung up in that area um, near the Staples Center. Very much a good time and uh, very dressed up, very, very nice and uh, better than I expected, I must say. My whole trip was better than I expected. It was a lot of fun, uh, great uh, making some connections with some old friends. And uh, some of them have promised to come and see me now in Colorado in the next few years. We'll see how that goes. I told them if they want to golf and ski at the same time, which a couple of them mentioned, April is always a good time for that. End of the ski season, yet it's still nice enough down on the front range here to get some golf in. So, uh, And that uh, bodes well for anyone else out there listening. If you ever want to make it, trip to Colorado and, and make that double header happen. April is a good time to show up here. You can ski one day and golf the next sometimes. So fun stuff there. Garrett Johnston and Bobby Gritch will be on the show here later today. Also, um, I'm going to take a uh, look at uh, what uh, went on in the, uh, not much going on in the tours anymore here. Uh, some news from Australia that's uh, kind of interesting at the Australian PGA, and uh, we'll get to that in our regular end of the show um, on tour segment. Coming up the next couple weeks uh, before the uh, holidays kick in full-time, uh, we hope to have uh, Director of Golf here at the Broadmoor, Russ Miller, on the show. Uh, we've mentioned, of course, over the last year or so that the Broadmoor will be hosting the 2018 U.S. Senior Open for the second time. It was held back in 2008, and uh, we want to talk a little bit about that with Russ. As uh, uh, For those of you who listened last week when Jay was doing the show, we had a recorded interview with John Elway, who was named uh, an ambassador for the tournament, and uh, we hope to get uh, John on the show sometime live uh, after the first of the year here also. And uh, so... Uh, we look forward to that. Hopefully we can get Russ on the show here shortly. Also uh, coming up, we will have our uh, always anticipated Teated Green Awards coming up in one of the segments uh, over the next couple of weeks. A couple of interesting ones here this year, and um, that's always kind of funny, and uh, we get some responses from that. And uh, one of the things we want to do on our website here, too, is make it available for uh, some more responses from some of our people, uh, especially on our Facebook page. So always feel free to uh, go to Facebook, uh, Tea to Green Radio, on our Facebook page and respond to anything that you see on there. Uh, we'd love to have a little more interaction with some of our listeners, so don't be shy. Uh, give us some uh, opinions, if you will. You can uh, talk about uh, things you like or don't like about our show. You can uh, bring up things that happen uh, on the, in the golf world, uh, respond to some of the other things that we put up there. Uh, don't feel free. We'd love to have your response and uh, see what you're thinking out there. We try and make this the everyman, uh, everyman golf show uh, uh, targeted towards the uh, you know Joe weekend golfer, and uh, that means you. So don't be afraid to come on board on Facebook and uh, give us a hint on what you're thinking out there and uh, or any ideas of things that you think that we should cover here that maybe we haven't yet. Uh, we'd love to have your input and um, always welcome. So next week, uh, next couple of weeks, Jay and I will both be here and so we'll uh, wrap up the year and hand out the awards and have all sorts of fun here as the holiday season comes up. When we return, Garrett Johnston from Garrett Johnston Productions will be with us. We'll uh, get his take on the 2016 PGA Tour 
which he covers for a number of media outlets, including ourselves. We've, he's been a regular with us for the last uh, three or four years or so. And then after that, a rerun of a Bobby Gritch interview we did a number of years back. So stick with us. You're listening to T to Green. We are worldwide on American Forces, coast to coast on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Be right back. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPL plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. Hey there. Did you know that with a bachelor's degree, on average, you could make almost twice as much over a lifetime than a person with just a high school diploma? It's true. According to the 2012 U.S. Census Bureau, college grads with a bachelor's degree make almost twice as much as high school grads. Now, going back to school is easier than ever at Independence University. Log on and complete coursework from the park or the beach or even your couch watching the kids. And Independence University gives you the tools, a free tablet and laptop for undergrad students to use and keep when they graduate. That's right. Get a laptop so you can go to college from anywhere. Take the first step to a new career in business, information technology, healthcare, or graphic arts. Call to find the online degree program that's right for you. And you could be on your way to increasing your earning potential. 800-797-1256. 800-797-1256. That's 800-797-1256. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest music gear on earth at guitarcenter.com. When you think of Dee Snider's Twisted Sister, what comes to mind? Rebellion, tongue-in-cheek humor, raucous hair metal guitars, blue eyeshadow and the rocking 80s, perhaps. Well, recently Dee reworked one of his songs as a beautifully stark and touching piano ballad, turning his best love record into a powerful tool for a very important cause. Join me over at focusonrock.com for the full story about the helping hand of the new We're Not Gonna Take It. This Black Friday weekend, Guitar Center is your best gift ever center. With door buster deals like a Savannah Acoustic or Rogue Electric Guitar, your choice just $59. A complete PDP five-piece drum kit by DW for $299. A Mitchell ukulele for just $29. Or a 12-pack of Dario guitar strings for $25. Save up to 40% on gear in every department. And go to GuitarCenter.com to download your money-saving coupon now. Doors open Friday at 6 a.m. Black Friday weekend at Guitar Center, in-store and online. Your number one source for golf news and entertainment, Tita Green, 
Jerry Butenhoff coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs. Time now to uh, speak with uh, one of the uh, uh, favorite people uh, that we have on our show. Garrett Johnson's been uh, covering the PGA Tour for us for the last three, four years or whatever it's been now. And uh, we're going to take a little uh, year-end review, if you will, of uh, what happened on uh, the PGA side of things here this summer. Garrett, uh, happy holidays. How are you today? Doing pretty well. Happy holidays to you as well. Hey, uh, good to have you with us again. Uh, one thing that, uh, and I want to get your take on this, um, uh, this is something that stood out to me this season, um, I guess as uh, a highlight or, or what, whatever you want to call it. Um, Dustin Johnson kind of, in a way, uh, got cheated out of a PGA Championship in 2010 with a weird ruling uh, that um, he wasn't, well, you know, it was not. It was his fault that he wasn't aware of it. But uh, this year, Dustin seems to have shown that he is finally becoming the consistent top-end golfer that everyone thought he would be. What's your take on that? Yeah, no, definitely. This is kind of a, uh, a little fulfillment of, of some of his talent uh, in 2016, of course, getting that first major at the U.S. Open, but I remember actually our, our year-end review show last year, I had talked about one of the big statements he made at the 2015 PGA. You mentioned the 2010 PGA at Whistling Straits, but the 2015 PGA at Whistling, um, he had mentioned as he was leaving the property that, hey, I'm going to win majors. No matter what happens, I, I, I believe I'm going to win majors. And, and it was that kind of self-belief that he had, because he had had an amazing round even there at 2015 uh, PGA Championship. Didn't get it done for the title, but there was just the self-belief that he was showing at the end of the year last year, and that fell over into this year, spilled over into the way he performed, as you said, consistently, getting the U.S. Open win and then going on to to other big events like the World Golf Championship at Bridgestone, uh, winning that event against a very strong field, um, and then, of course, winning the BMW in convincing fashion over Paul Casey and everybody else. Another really strong field as well there um, in Indianapolis. So it's not like he's winning smaller events. I mean, he's going up against the best players uh, that, that assemble at some of these uh, events around the country. So it's very impressive, and I'd expect him to bring some of that momentum into, into the coming year as well. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. And, of course, uh, you know, he had the near miss at the uh, 2015 Open at uh, Chambers Bay as well as the PGA last year. And and uh, whatever the issue is that he had uh, that was never really made clear uh, a couple, three years back, however long it was now that he took, um, uh, you know, a half a year off, basically, it appears that all of those issues are behind him. And uh, it, it's going to be fun to, to watch him in, in the up, upcoming years battling out with, with the Rory's and Justin Spieths of the world. It'll be fun. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely one of those. Uh, he's going to be a favorite going into a lot of the majors. He's going to be in that, that top three or four favorite category just because of his distance and, and his talent. Um, I mean, heck, he almost even won at the Masters this year. He was in the mix till I think the 16th hole. He put it in the water, but he was only one back uh, at that point. Uh, so it, I, I would think that his talent would start translating a, a little bit more into the Augusta National um, and, and that major as well at the Masters that he would consistently start playing well uh, at that event as well. So, 
Yeah, and uh, certainly uh, the people that uh, that are in contention at at those big events, uh, those are the those are the people that get noticed. That's for sure. Garrett, you you do a great job of. Uh, uh, you know, letting us know a little bit more about the personalities on tour instead of just the results, which is always refreshing. I know that uh, one of the guys that uh, uh, one of the new guys that uh, that you like a lot is Brooks Kepka. Anybody else, uh, you know, that's fairly new on tour that uh, kind of uh, jumped out at you this year as someone to watch uh, either for their uh, level of play or for, for the good story that they may have behind them? Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, a player like Harold Barnard III um, from Gastonia, North Carolina. He actually just got a win today in Australia, the Australian PGA. Uh, he had to go down under to get that that, that win, but he's a second-year player on the PGA Tour, and just an amazing personality. I mean, he loves Cam Newton, of course, growing up in North Carolina, so he's always doing that that little dab move. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he, he's just a really funny guy. He, he's very upbeat, always positive attitude. I saw him actually. He was he played in his first British Open, so he was out in Scotland enjoying the culture of Scotland this year at Royal Troon. Um, but just a very just fun personality, uh, just it, very engaging with fans. I remember he had a chance to win in his very first tour event. Uh, this is last year's uh, Safeway Open in Napa, and he shot 79 on the final day. But this is the kind of guy that hung around. He, he took pictures with fans afterwards after a very disappointing final round, and it was just very engaging with, with the fans that were out there to see him. He was just joking with people, and, and I think it just shows the perspective of a young guy in his mid-20s um, that, that you could have a disappointing final round going for your first win and, and still have perspective and, and and this guy has got enough deep perspective on life so a lot of fun to watch it's a personality i won't hold it against you that the, you spoiled the end of the show here with me telling people that varner won down in australia that's okay <laughs> um <laughs> It's seen, there has been a lot of criticism of some of the guys on tour uh, for being, uh, you know, over the last, you know, maybe the guys that are in their late 30s now, a lot of the guys being sort of vanilla and not being engaging enough with some of the people and the fans and everything. Do you think this newer generation now of, of uh, uh, younger players that are having success and coming up now, are they turning the corner a little bit and doing a little more of that, do you think? I, I think so. I think you see guys like Smiley Kaufman, uh, the LSU player, uh, um, Justin Thomas, you know, some of these younger players. Tony Seenow's great, I mean, from, from Utah. Um, just, yeah, I see a lot of uh, just engaging personalities. And I think there's a lot of conversation about other sports, too. I mean, I think there's a lot of joshing between fans and, and players as well. I think this, and maybe some of that is because of the mass media, the social media that, that we see now. There's just so much exposure to, um, to just the digital age. We see, you know, scores on, on your phone so quickly. And, and a lot of times if players are out on the course, They'll get informed by fans. Oh, uh, LSU won, by the way, or, or this happened, by the way. And I think that creates a good back and forth between fans and and players. Now, as long as it's not spoiling it for a player. Um, but yeah, it's been my experience that you, that you see these guys in their mid twenties uh, that are just very 
seemed to seem to really connect well with the fans. And I think you're right. I think it has turned the corner since uh, some of the players in the later 30s and early 40s of, of years past. And I think part of what what we're saying here also, Garrett, is that um, I, I think you know 20 years ago, I don't know that a lot of the fans knew where some of these golfers come from if they played in college, and if so, where they played in college. And I think more of that information is out there so that uh, someone uh, like Bryson DeChambeau who went to SMU, uh, you know, uh, there could be some people with an SMU sweatshirt on in the crowd, and and he may make a connection. And I think a lot of that, uh, you know, maybe wasn't available because the fans weren't aware 20 years ago. Yeah, that's a great point. A lot of times you'll see their... The logo of their college is on the bag, uh, on their tool bag, or in, in the case of mentioned Smiley Kaufman, um, their scorecard, they'll have in their back pocket, um, they, they have like uh, Go Tigers or um, LSU Tigers. He actually has the colors of his, of his college team in his back pocket at all times. Um, Hudson Swafford uh, and then also Harris English, they have the, the Red Georgia colors on at, at different points as well. So yeah, that, that's a very good point. You see that. Um, just got a, a minute and a half or so here. I know uh, last winter you went off and di- got to do a few other things. I think you uh, told me at once you had covered uh, some college basketball or something like that for the first time. Now I know you've moved uh, this year. Uh, what, have you got something like that lined up uh, for your winter here a little bit too, along with the golf? Yeah, let's see. In addition to golf, um, I'm Still, I'm still keeping an eye on the NBA, and uh, basketball, of course, is a big passion of mine, so I, I like to follow the NBA. Um, but, yeah, in terms of other sports, I, I've got to I've gotta figure that out, by, you know, I guess maybe before my New Year's resolution. I've got to make that <laughs> my New Year's resolution, figure out what else besides golf, because uh, there's so many other good sports going on. I've got to, uh, got to focus on... Uh, focus the attention on, on something else as well. But it's going to be pretty cold here in D.C. in the next couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. That's what I hear. So, yeah, uh, certainly there, there's a lot of sports and a lot of outlets uh, for those of us in the media to uh, put our stuff out there. Hey, Garrett, uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Thanks for giving us a little insight uh, from your view on the end of the tour, and uh, we'll talk to you next year. Take care. All right. See you, Jerry. Garrett Johnston. Garrett Johnston Productions covers the PGA Tour for us and a number of other outlets out there. Always good to uh, get his view on things. When we come back, we're going to go back in the Cheetah Green archives for a interview with baseball all-star Bobby Gritch right after this. Stay with us. The following update is for drivers who pay too much for car insurance due to DUIs, DWIs, tickets, or anything else. By now, you know all too well that SR22 Auto Insurance is way more than you'd ever want to pay. You probably thought you didn't have a choice, but you were wrong. Our company specializes in low-cost, very affordable SR22 Auto Insurance for high-risk drivers. We know that mistakes happen, so take pride in being able to offer absolutely free quotes for this very affordable auto insurance meant specifically for you, the overpaying high-risk driver. We're standing by at 800-758-0725. The only thing you need to do is stop waiting around while your monthly payments stay as high as they are. Our knowledgeable representatives are ready for your call at 800-758-0725. The quote is free, and we'll even handle the filings so you could start saving money every month even sooner. Call 800-758-0725. That's 800-758-0725. 
Once more, 800-758-0725. This is a health warning from Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for back braces. If you're 65 or older and suffering from back pain, you may qualify to receive an advanced pain-relieving back brace at little or no cost to you. Many people are now using our pain-relieving back brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief that they haven't felt in years. Don't let your back pain turn into something worse. Remember, if you qualify for no money out of pocket, there's nothing to lose and only real pain relief to gain. Our friendly team of experts will handle all paperwork and we'll deliver it for free. Just call 800-507-1148. Your pain-relieving back brace may be covered by Medicare at little or no cost to you. Call our hotline now and get free shipping, plus a complimentary easy-to-use pedometer. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. 800-507-1148. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Listen closely. You don't have to live with knee pain. You heard right. If you're 65 or older and suffering from knee pain, you may qualify for an advanced pain-relieving brace at little to no cost to you. Dr. Approved Medical, America's trusted resource for knee braces, will work with Medicare or insurance benefits to see if you qualify for these knee braces. Many people are now using our knee brace as an alternative to surgery or harmful medications and experience pain relief they haven't felt in years. The only way to see if you qualify is to call us. 800 816 0365. One of our friendly experts will handle all paperwork and have it delivered for free. Don't let your knee pain turn into something worse. Find out now about these advanced knee braces now covered by Medicare or insurance benefits. Call now and get free shipping plus a complimentary easy-to-use pedometer. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365. 800-816-0365. Little to no cost with full insurance payment, copay, and deductible supply promo subject to qualification while supplies last. Just tap it in. Just tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a rule. Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. This is Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I'm going to talk to you about chipping and helping you get up and down a few more times from around the green. Three things necessary to be a good chipper. One is is you have to have your hands ahead of the ball. Make sure that you are leaning towards your target so your weight is on your left side if you're a right-handed golfer, right side if you're a left-handed golfer. Play the ball back in your stance, back a little further than you think. The key is to have a significant bend in the shaft. There ought to be about a 45-degree angle between where your hands are held and the shaft running down to the ball. Make sure that you keep your weight on that left side and bump the ball with your back of your left hand towards the target. Do not break that down. Keep your Y. For more on getting the ball up and down, check out the website t2greenradio.com or visit your local PGA professional. This is a 
America's longest-running network radio golf show, Tee to Green, Jerry Butenhoff, coming to you from the Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, as usual. Uh, five, six, seven years ago, I'm not sure the timing now anymore, um, Jay and I participated in a uh, tournament, uh, the Pro Legends Golf Series, which uh, was a tournament that, um, uh, or a series of events uh, that... Uh, and invited a lot of ex-professional athletes from various sports and uh, you got paired up with a professional athlete and there was prizes to be won and stuff all that sort of thing that whole uh, deal did not go on and and have the success that the uh, people involved uh, expected or wanted but uh, we did have a fun event at red sky ranch golf club in here in colorado which is about 25 miles west of vale and uh, we got to uh, speak to bobby gritch that uh, weekend on our show we did the show from there and uh, he ended up uh, and his team ended up winning the event. But we're going to go back into the archive, and it was a pretty fun interview with Bobby Gritch that we did a few years ago, and here it is right now. A guy that I've followed because my two teams are the Orioles and the Angels. So You're just saying uh, that because he's uh, here. Of course I am. I know how to butter up the, the, the talent and the guests here. Yeah, yeah. a guy that I've watched uh, throughout his whole career. Bobby Gritch joins us here. Hi, Bobby. Jay, how you doing? How's everybody? It's We're, good to be here. Yeah, nice to see you. Six-time Major League Baseball All-Star. You broke in, what, about 1971 in the majors? Uh, yeah, 1970, actually. I, I um, was signed by the Orioles out of high school. As an 18-year-old kid, I was a first-round draft pick, but uh, they only had 18 teams at that time in the big leagues. There's 30 now, and the Orioles had 17th pick of the first round. They drafted me out of high school. I signed and went to um, beautiful uh, Bluefield, West Virginia mm, okay. <laughs> for my first stop. And yeah. then uh, Stockton, California, uh, Dallas, Texas, AA, and then AAA. I uh, was in Rochester, New York in 1970. And interestingly enough, I had just spent the winter uh, in the Marines because I went into um, the reserve program. It was during the Vietnam War, and I went into a boot camp right out of Dallas uh, after my double A year. Uh, went in uh, the very uh, middle of uh, first of October, and I spent uh, four and a half months in active duty. Went through boot camp for the Marines. And uh, uh, it was an interesting story. I go into boot camp, and I walk in, and they shave your hair. They take everything your own. You stand there completely naked, you know, and they measure. I was 6'1", 175 pounds. Ten weeks later, they put you in the exact same situation, measure you out. I'm 6'2", 192 pounds. Oh, my goodness. I put on 17 pounds. All muscle, too, I bet. And I was 6% body fat. I put on 17 pounds of pure muscle, and uh, I came out of there, I, knew, I learned how to stand up and put my chest out and my chin up <laughs> and the shoulders back, and I went directly from there because that was almost my whole winter, my whole off season, I went directly from there, I had like about four days at home, and I took off for spring training with the Orioles in Miami, Florida, and uh, I go to spring training, all the guys doing calisthenics and doing the laps, they're all kind of huffing and puffing, and I went, are you kidding me, are you, guys, <laughs> you, guys, you guys have no idea, I just come from Marine Camp Boot Camp, you know, Marine Corps Boot Camp, and, and I was in great shape, I bet. so I go to Rochester, and I had a terrific year up there, I was just, I was just on fire, I hit 383, I was hitting 383 going into July, in AAA, in AAA, and Clay Darrenpool gets his ankle broke uh, by uh, Mike Epstein in the collision home plate, and they call me up, so my first year was 1970, that was actually the year the Orioles went on to win the uh, World Series yeah. uh, to beat the Big Red Machine. So I started uh, at that was the point that I started my first my first uh, game in RFK Stadium against the Washington Senators, facing a guy named Casey Cox who was from my high school. 
So, uh, and, and, and Frank Howard hits a home run, uh, first time up, and, you know, his, in the first inning, he hits a towering 390-foot uh, uh, fly ball left center. And it was uh, crazy to be out there at shortstop, and the announcer go, and now hitting number 33, Frank Howard. And this mountain of a man, you know, comes to the batter. Yeah. And I'm playing shortstop, and I felt like I was too close. You back up? I was, looking, I was looking at the cut of the grass going, wait a minute, this is, this is all, all these dimensions just got whacked out. I felt like I was in a little league field again, you know. And uh, so it was a great experience. I had a great time. Orioles were pretty good back then. A wonderful team. Uh, they had uh, a great pitching staff. Uh, that was 1970 that I came up. Well, 1971, uh, that pitching staff had four 20-game winners. Right. Uh, I always love, uh, when I get around baseball fans, I always love to have the trivia question, who were the four 20-game yeah. Can you guys name them? Ab- Absolutely. Jim Palmer, you got it? Yeah. Palmer, Cuellar. McNally, McNally, and the one that people never get, Pat Dobbs. You got there it, you go. man. <laughs> All right. You might be the third person. I think you're the third person. I would have never guessed Dobson. Pat Dobson is the one below the radar, man. Yeah, and uh, that was the best year he ever had. But all four win 20 games. I mean, you know, two years ago, I don't think there was a 20-game winner in the big leagues. There wasn't, yeah. In the big leagues. And they had four 20-game winners. So things have changed, you know, but it was a wonderful team to play. Brooks Robinson at third, Mark Blanford oh, short, geez, David yeah. Johnson second, Boog Powell. As good a defensive team as I've ever seen. And speaking of defense. Paul Blair. I would just, I would just <laughs> go in there. They're one of the most uh, underrated um, center fielders, defensive uh, center fielders, I think that I have ever seen was Paul Blair. And a guy just played an incredible center field. Played real shallow. Yeah, I was going to say, has shallow. anyone ever played more shallow than he has ever since You know, then? I was watching the game the other day, Tampa Bay, and I think it's, is it B.J. Upton plays center field for Tampa Bay? Yeah. I believe so. And, um, and he plays a very shallow center field. And the announcer kept talking about how shallow center field B.J. Upton plays. And I, and I, was, I was really kind of anxious to see what shallow meant, you know. <laughs> and I said, that's not shallow. They didn't, they didn't see Paul Blair. I mean, I, I mean, I can almost feel Paul Blair breathing down my neck, you know, uh, in center field. But uh, what was interesting about Paul is that I'd get down to my stance, and, and I was a real conscientious second baseman for getting a jump on the ball because I was 6'2", 200 pounds. I had to learn to get a jump. So, I mean, I, every single pitch I was down into a crouch and I was moving with the ball. If a guy hit a foul ball, I, would take two, I was taking two steps on a foul ball. I mean, I really had to get a jump. So a guy, a guy would hit a line drive to center field, and I would turn quickly. I'd get a good jump, and I'd cross over and look around real fast. And by the time I turned around, looked around, I would all I could see was number six, and he was already in a dead run. Like all I see was elbows and, and the bottom of the spikes, and he was on a dead run. Wouldn't even see the ball. He knew when it, where it was instinctively. He would be chart, just run. You wouldn't see him turn. He would just run with his back to the ball, and at the last second, he would turn and make an over-the-shoulder catch. I would just go, how in the world did that guy know where that ball was coming down? He had he had incredible instincts. Really enjoyed playing on that ball team, but. Yeah. I could go on and on and on about all those different guys. I wish we had a couple hours to talk to you. We're talking, by the way, for if you could just tune in. Bobby Gritch, six-time Major League Baseball All-Star, joining us. Baltimore Orioles, California Angels. I imagine your time in California was pretty good, too. Spectacular. My timing out there was fantastic. Uh, uh, I had just finished my sixth year with the Orioles when free agency became a became a uh, an option for players, and uh, and and one of the one of the requirements is that a player had to have six years in. So I got real lucky. I just was finishing my sixth year in 1976, so I could become a free agent. I was one of the first 32 guys to do it. So mm. the first uh, group that did it was 32 players, 
and I wanted to go back to California. I was from Long Beach, uh, as I mentioned earlier, Wilson High School in Long Beach, and my I used to go out to uh, Angel Stadium when the stadium was first built in 1966. I was a junior in high school, so I would get in my 56 Ford and take my girlfriend out there and pay a buck and a quarter, and by about the third inning, we were sitting right behind the dugout somehow. I don't know how that happened, but we, were, we worked it out, but anyway, it was just, uh, I really wanted to go back to California, and, and uh, we had a great run out there. I was out there for 10 years. And I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and, and the years were staggered a little bit, but uh, was it not you and Don Baylor and Doug DeSensei that all went from Baltimore to, to the Angels at one point? Yeah, that's pretty close. It was Joe Rudy, Donnie Baylor, and myself. Joe Rudy and Diane, uh, Jody Rudy came down from Oakland. Donnie Baylor came from Oakland because um, the um, Charlie Finley traded Ken Holtzman and Reggie Jackson to the Orioles for Mike Therese and Donnie Baylor because Chuck Finley knew that he, uh, Charlie Finley, I should say, that Chuck Finley's the pitcher, right? <laughs> Charlie Finley traded uh, Reggie and Ken Holzman because he knew he was going to lose those guys at free agency anyway. So he did that, and uh, that's why Donnie Baylor actually ended up coming down from Oakland with Joe Rudy. So it was Joe Rudy, Donnie Baylor, and myself were the first three. Another interesting little fact about that is that in that first free agency run, a team could only sign as many players as they lost to free agency. So okay. if a team lost three, three, te three players to free agency, they sure. could sign three. Well, coincidentally, the Angels had lost three players to free agency that year, so they could sign three. And that's why they signed Rudy, Donnie Baylor, and, and my, I was the third one to sign. Boy, we could use that today a you little bit. You know what? Bit, then? <laughs> I kind of like that idea. I do too. It's, it's great. It keeps the, you know, it keeps the balance. Uh, I thought it was a wonderful. Uh, and see, the players self-imposed that because once we actually got free agency uh, was granted by an arbitrator named Peter Seitz, uh, once that was really put in place, it was kind of wide open. It could have been utter chaos. Yeah. I mean, it could have just been everybody moving every year. And, and so Almost like it is now. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. Almost. Well, they still have the six years in. But, so Marvin Miller, being the genius that he was, uh, who was head of our Players Association, said, guys, you're gonna re this could really ruin the game. We need to put some, we need to self-impose some requirements to keep some um, legitimacy and keep some uh, organization here. So we, the Players Association, players, reps got all together and, and hammered it out, and basically was, you had to have six years in before you could move, and, and the team could only sign as many as many players as they lost were, were two of the few stipulations Bobby to, keep Grich, some, to keep some organization. Bobby Gritch is with us, Baltimore Orioles, California Angels. You had two, two good runs there, played about 15 years, which is a good amount of time, but a lot of guys play longer. When, when you stepped away in 86, were you, were you pretty much done at that point? Or what? Yeah, I was done. I, I had been injured a lot in 85. I was kind of starting to break down a little bit. 84, missed some games. I had like a, a, a parasite, and in 85, I was missing some games. In 86, I said to myself, if I don't have a healthy season, I think this is it. I was 37 years old, and I was kind of ready to move on and just, just beat up and tired. And uh, uh, and also, I'll tell you what else happened is that I didn't realize at the time, but the owners were uh, in collusion at that time. And uh, the uh, commissioner was Peter Ubroth, and which proved out to be uh, later the case is that the owners were in collusion and were holding the players down in salaries. Mm. And so I got hammered in my salary in, 80, in 86. And I just thought, you know, I, I just think that I'm just going to move on, you know. And, and so um, I... Um, broke uh, I, I, the first home series of the season. We start up in Seattle, and I hit a home run in that series. We go to Oakland, hit a home run in that series. We come down to Angel Stadium, the very first game against Seattle. Um, 
uh, Steve Yeager is on first base. I catch a ground ball in the baseline, and I catch it, and I go to tag him, and he goes like that with his elbow, and he pops me with his elbow right into my glove. Yeah. Well, he hit right where the web was, and I was holding the ball, uh, you know, a normal way to hold the ball. My thumb was underneath, and his elbow came through the web and hit my thumb and through, and jammed my thumb under the baseball. Yeah. And I tore all my ligaments in the base of my thumb. It took six weeks to heal. I missed six weeks of the season. I just thought, I think every single year yeah. now I'm losing some time, and I just uh, yeah, that was it. What's the most money you ever made in a, in a season? I made a million bucks one year. Did you? Yeah. 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 I made a million dollars in my first year of my second contract with the Angels. I signed a five-year contract, a four-year contract, and then a one-year contract. That's the one year I tell you about. I was getting, they were in collusion. So uh, that in the first year of my second contract was a million dollars. We got about 30 seconds. How's your, how's, how's your golf game? This is a pretty meaty course we're playing tomorrow. Real quick. I, 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 love, I love it. I'm, I'm an avid golfer. I'm about a one handicap. I'm looking out right oh, now. He'll do okay. Beautiful golf course. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the Fazio today and the Norman tomorrow. I'm psyched up. Glad to be here. That's uh, Bobby Gritch. Interview we did a few years back. And uh, good stuff talking to him there. He's a fun guy. And his team won the tournament uh, the, the next day. So uh, here we go. We'll be back with our on-tour segment. Stay with us. This is Tita Green coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-0906. 800-296-0906. That's 800-296-0906. This is Carrie Cooper for Guitar Center's Focus on Rock. Shop for the greatest music gear on earth at guitarcenter.com. When you think of Dee Snider's Twisted Sister, what comes to mind? Rebellion, tongue-in-cheek humor, raucous hair metal guitars, blue eyeshadow and the rocking 80s, perhaps. Well, recently Dee reworked one of his songs as a beautifully stark and touching piano ballad, turning his best-loved record into a powerful tool for a very important cause. Join me over at FocusOnRock.com for the full story about the helping hand of the new We're Not Gonna Take It. This Black Friday weekend, Guitar Center is your best gift ever center. With doorbuster deals like a Savannah Acoustic or Rogue Electric Guitar, your choice just $59. A complete PDP five-piece drum kit by DW for $299. A Mitchell ukulele for just $29. Or a 12-pack of Dario guitar strings for $25. Save up to 40% on gear in every department. And go to GuitarCenter.com to download your money-saving coupon now. Doors open Friday at 6 a.m. Black Friday weekend at Guitar Center. In-store and online. Here's an urgent alert 
from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707 Welcome back to Tea to Green, the fastest hour in radio. Follow us on iHeartRadio Talk and stay in touch 24-7 iHeartRadio.com slash talk. As Garrett Johnson mentioned earlier, uh, the one thing we're going to report on on tour here is the Australian PGA down at Royal Pines in the Gold Coast area. Harold Varner III, an American, won the event. He shot a 7-under 65 today uh, for a a four-round total of minus 19 uh, and uh, won it by two strokes. He was second last year. He's the first non-Australian to win the event since 97 and the first American since Hale Irwin way back in 1978. Adam Drew Dote finished second, Adam Scott was third, and Ashley Hall, who lost in the playoff to Jordan Spieth in the Australian Open two weeks ago, was in fourth place. That'll wrap it up real quick today. Thanks to Garrett Johnston uh, for joining us again, and thanks to Bobby Gritch way back when for joining us. Fun interview. Good to listen to that one again. Jay and I will be with you the next couple weeks as we lead into the Christmas season. Like I said before, I hope uh, you all are having a nice, wonderful season. Eat well. Talk to you next week. Take care, everyone.